ever been this homesick before. There's a song we kind of grew up singing. Well, in the Pentecostal church anyway. I don't remember ever hearing it in the Baptist church. They sang a lot of good songs too. But I remember walking in one Sunday night. Revival was starting that week. First time I ever heard it. You ever heard the saying, boy, they, they sing and the sing so loud the paint would peel off the wall almost. Some of them said it's too loud. Some of them said it's not loud enough. And some of them just didn't care. They just, as long as the Holy Ghost was moving, the norm was moving, boy, they. But they were singing with all their heart. They got to just worshiping. You'd almost feel it vibrating. The anointing was moving so much. They were singing. This world is not my home. I'm only passing by. My treasures and my hopes are all up in the sky. My friends and loved ones wait who have gone this way before. But I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I'm just a pilgrim passing through. But thank God that I'm not alone. You're not alone. Amen. As a child of God, he is with you. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Jeremiah. I struggled within my spirit as I prayed. And uh, I actually woke up this morning. Uh, as I woke up, I had a, a very, very uh, uh, direct conversation with God about the message today and I uh, just really want to obey Him and, uh, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to obey Him. Uh, I don't know no other way. Um, I serve at the pleasure of God. Amen. We serve at the pleasure of God. I heard and saw our general when he was asked would he resign this past week after all the things we've done. He said, I serve at the pleasure of the president. And I thought to myself, I serve at the pleasure of God Almighty. Amen. King of kings and Lord of lords. I want revival. I don't want to just have a series of service I preached last Sunday. I touched on it. I want to have such a move of God that the undeniable presence and power of God, not only in this church, but upon our lives. As I was praying before we walked in this sanctuary, the Lord, I prayed, God, I said, God, you're not just a God of our Sunday. You're a God of our every day. You're our Lord every day. You walk with us every step we take. I want to have such a move of God that there is just no denying in this community, amen, as God begins to move and change lives. And to, Do y'all believe that God is able today? If we listen to theological, give him praise if you want to. If, he, if we listen, if we listen to, to the theological 
professors and things of that nature, they, they'll take you all the way up to the water but won't let you cross. But I serve a God who parted the Red Sea. Amen. I serve a God who's able to heal the lame. He's able to open the eyes of the blind. And not just in the biblical days and times, he, he's done it in every generation. In America, we done got relaxed and spoiled. Come on, somebody. We've got relaxed and spoiled. What we need to get, amen, is saved and filled. Filled with the glory of God. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, stuck out in my spirit uh, this past week. I preached somewhat Wednesday night on it. I'm going to recap just a minute and then finish this message this morning. That's how God's leading me to do. And it touches some very, very important areas but as I read the scripture, it reminds me that there is more. How many believes that there is more today? Uh, you have never arrived at God's full potential. Let me say that again. We have never arrived at God's full potential. God is limitless. Amen. You may have arrived at your full potential, but that's where faith Amen, comes in. God can do so much more than what we will allow him to do in our lives so often and many times, and much of it has to do with prayer and how we're praying, desire, faith, a number of those things that are mixed in. But in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, we're seeing as I mentioned Wednesday night, we're seeing uh, Jeremiah uh, in the court of the prison and the Lord begins to speak to him. It said, moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still shut up in the court of the prison saying, thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. He said, call to me, in verse 3, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God is speaking to Jeremiah to allow him to know that his limitations, amen, do not match up to God's limitation. God don't have any limitations. He's able to do anything, anywhere, anytime. Amen. He can save from the guttermost to the uttermost. He can step in any hospital room and he can touch a life. He can turn a life around. He can heal the sick. He can cause them to walk up out of that place. Come on, somebody. He can reach down to a drug addict somewhere on the street who has reached their moment of desperation and he can save them with just one act of faith from their heart saying, Lord, save me. Amen. God is able to do it today. He's not limited. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? I know I'm not popular, but I'm going to preach it anyway. I'm telling you, God is not limited. He wanted Jeremiah to know 
human may have limitations, but if you come to me and call to me, I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. There are great and mighty things that God wants to do within our life. And, and, and I want to tell you, salvation is the greatest experience we'll ever have in our life's journey. It is the most important moment that we'll ever have. Without that, nothing else matters. But I want to tell you that God wants to move through whosoever will call upon him and trust in him and get us out of a mindset that says, Oh, I've arrived. Oh, I've reached my limitations. I want somebody to know right now that God wants to move upon your life in such a way that stirs you out of your comfort zone, that causes you to get out of your position and say, Lord, I'm stepping in to the unknown great things of God by faith and morandaramasio. By your spirit today, I look at somebody around you and say, let's have a revival that moves us out of our comfort places and moves us in to a place of faith into the unknown things of God today. Amen. I want to have a Holy Ghost, heaven-sent, blood-bought, fire-baptized revival. Amen. I believe it's on the way. I believe there's some folks fasting and praying, and the devil is doing all he can to suppress it. But I promise you this. If you call upon the name of the Lord, he's going to show us things, great and mighty things, in which we know not. There are things in our journey that God wants to do within the life of those who will dare to do it. Amen. There was a song written many years ago that comes to my mind. I used to sing it very often when I was pastoring in Brunswick, Georgia. The song was called Dare to Believe. Said you're standing at a mountain that you know you cannot climb. You hear the enemy coming up from behind. Oh, but you know you can't stay there. Look at somebody say, we can't stay here. We know we can't just just put a, a tent up and stay where we're at because we are limiting ourselves to an unlimited God. Mm. We cannot stay here and stare at this particular mountain. We have got to say, as the song said, I dare to believe that miracles happen. Sometimes we come to God thinking, well, I just pray maybe God might or maybe he will. Will you come to God believing that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him? Coming in faith, he's a sovereign God today. But oftentimes we come to him with doubt in our hearts, with doubt in our lives, and fear that is suppressing all of it. But I want to tell somebody something. That song said, dare to believe that miracles happen, that mountains 
mountains still move and demons must flee. And I promise you, I believe God is in the business of sending demonic forces back away so that his children can march forward. The enemy may have been coming up behind the children of Israel, but God put space between them and kept them at bay. I got to tell somebody something this morning. It's time to realize that we can have more in the ministry of our hearts and lives with God as we begin to believe in the undeniable supernatural presence of God. We don't need no loud lay me down to sleep prayers anymore. We need fervent prayers that are moving the heart of God and moving us out of our comfort zones and carrying us forward. You got to understand if we're going to go forward it ain't going to be an easy thing in our individual walk with God or even as a church it's going to take us fighting the good fight of faith and laying hold of the things of God the word said call unto me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know Look somebody say, God, he can do it. How many believe that God loves you today? How many believe God wants to do more than just save you today? Amen. He wanted to do more in Paul than just save him. Otherwise, he'd have just knocked him off his horse, saved him, and sent him back home. Amen. He wanted to do more with Peter and the disciples and just save them. You say, well, preacher, that don't really apply to me because, you know, hey, they were called for a certain purpose of position. And, you know, how many people got saved that you never hear about things they didn't know, but you do hear about uh, uh, how they were touched of God and they went back home telling all the good things of God. You hear about the, the things of God that took place Amen, just from those who may not have been disciples or may not have been calling apostles, but God was using the church. You hear about those that, amen, to God were gathered when Peter was in prison. They were gathered down at the church praying, and they were fervently gathered down at a dear sister's house praying, and then they found out that the church of God was praying. They weren't praying, and now lay me down to sleep. They were praying in power. They were praying in the anointing. They were praying for God to loose Peter and set him free from that prison. And while they were praying, guess what happened? The word said an angel of the Lord showed up and struck him on his side and said, get up. He meant to God, it's time to get out of here. How many knows that God works through the anointed men and women of God who have said, I'm getting out of my comfort zone and I'm going to pray like I know what my God is able to do. I'm going to worship like I know what he's able to do. I got some more. I got some things in my life. Amen. That I know God is able beyond the scope of my limitations to supernaturally undeniably do. If you believe it this morning, give him a glory in this house. We need passionate Heartfelt, sold out, 
no compromise Christianity again. Amen. We need sons and daughters who realize that the pastor ain't the only one can get a Holy Ghost, fire baptized, anointed prayer through. Come on, somebody. We need some people, amen, to God who know that God can do anything in their life. I ain't lost. I'm trying to be careful and let the Lord lead me. We need some folk today who really want a move of God. I don't mean just another series of service. I don't mean just an emotional, amen, lifted high or some kind of charismatic experience. I'm talking about the real deal like it happened in the upper room that day. Moved on by the Holy Spirit of God which birthed within them their, their heart. The church began to be erected after the day of Pentecost and building ministry began to be done. I don't know how anybody can just be saved and satisfied when he said if you call upon me I will show you great and mighty things which you shine or not I believe today there is more I feel God, I feel it up in this place. I believe there's more. I may be, he meant to God, rubbing the enemy the wrong way, but I still believe that God is bigger than religion. He's bigger than theology that limits Come on now. The doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ provides us for more than what we settle for. I ain't lost. Man, I didn't know the Holy Ghost was going to lead me this way. Listen. You know why Pentecost has seemingly declined and Pentecostal outpourings and movements have seemingly declined over a period of time or we've managed to keep the church going We've managed to keep people coming. We've managed, amen, to, to even increase the numbers of the church. But what we have not managed to do is produce a faith through the word of God within people's hearts and within people's lives that keep them steadfast and unmovable before God. Taking my time. 
What we have not produced, what we have not done, is been an example to the young people. Come on now. We want to get them to the altar, but as long as they're saved, we're happy. Oh, you know, they got saved. and they, 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 they You know, we, we baptize them, but we, we get them that far, and we want them to come to church and, and participate in all the ministries and nothing wrong with that. We, we want them to get locked in, join the church. Let's put your name on a roll, amen, to God. But we have failed, amen, to be examples of the Pentecostal church, amen, where the Spirit of God is moving within our lives and we look at everybody else who is passionate about it like they're crazy and lost their mind and the only reason that we have declared is because we're afraid to step out amen into the unknown and say I God I surrender it all I call upon you amen I know that you are able to do great and mighty things It's time to realize what the reality is. There is more. There is more. Oh, he said, call unto me. God expects us to petition him. He said, you have not because you ask not. Many times you ask because you're asking in a way in a manner that you can consume it upon your own lust. It's all about you. Amen. And that's why we can't get anywhere because it's become all about, amen, us. And us is getting in the way. We're getting in the way of our own walk with God. We're getting in the way with our own relationship with God. We can have more, but we're not asking for it. Oh, we want the money. We want the riches, we want the blessings, we want the jewelry, we want all these things. We won't, 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 won't. But when do we pray for God to fill us with the power of his glory again and move within our hearts by the ministry of the gifts of the Spirit today and allow the fruits of God's Spirit. Yes, we pray for a growing church we pray for a good pastor. We pray for good leadership. But when are we going to pray for ourselves that God will take us beyond the borders of our limitation and move again in our life? It's not popular, but preach it anyway. We're praying more for the preacher to shut up so we can go eat dinner. We're praying for some supernatural glory to be upon one man or several men that any time I have need of, I could just go and they can touch me and I'll be healed. That's true, that happens. But your mindset's wrong. 
Many people followed Benny Hinn all over the world. Oh, if I could just get there, I'd be healed. God was using him. People were getting healed. They would follow Old Roberts. Many got healed. But I want to tell you, God did not limit his touch to just one called or several called men and women of God. Amen. He gave us an open line through prayer. Telephone to glory. Oh, what joy divine. I can feel the current moving on the line. Mm -hmm. He gave us an open line. And he told us what he would do. We've got to understand, we must call upon him. Then, then secondly, I talked about, I'm trying to hurry, I'm going to get through this quickly. Hey, my good gracious, we got another hour. Thank you, Lord. We, 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 we know we've got to ask. It is what he requires. You have not because you ask not. So we know we must petition him. It is up to God. God can do anything. But he wants us to engage him in our life through asking. God can step over our, our will anytime he wants to. But he gave us free will. And then secondly, we've got to know who we're calling on. You cannot call on the human entity to do what only God can do. Come on, somebody. You can't expect mom and daddy to raise you, but you can't expect them to save you. Give him praise. You can expect certain things from the human entity, but you cannot expect, amen, them to do what only God can do. God alone is able. You can expect doctors to treat you, but you cannot expect doctors to always be able to bring you to a place of healing through medical treatment. Sometimes you got to step out of that boat onto the, the, the waters of faith and trust that God alone is going to show up in your situation and move in your life. Sometimes you just got to believe, amen, to God. Call upon him and believe that he's able to do great and mighty things in your life. Man can elevate you, but only God can keep you there. They tried to take Daniel out. They were elevated. He was serving in a place of elevation and leadership. And everybody else around them didn't like it. So they set him up. And he got entrapped in such a way that he was finally faced with the penalty of disobedience before the king. They said, no man can pray except to you, O king. But David went home and he opened his up, up his window, kneeled down and he looked toward heaven. Three times a day he prayed. 
Come on, somebody. The country tried to convince young people in schools they didn't need prayer anymore because it was it was not advantageous for people of different beliefs. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. You better believe prayer made a difference. The alternative of that is young people who never Amen. Got the opportunity at home to know about the Lord, but could have through prayer in school and through some kind of devotion in school, could have had a seed planted in their heart. Amen. Well, they just, you know, I can't go there. I can't get there. But Daniel prayed anyway. I'm just saying, pray anyway. Pray. I don't care what the circumstance looks like. Pray anyway. Do like Brother Buddy said, they were about to put my wife on a ventilator. Pray anyway. Amen. I know what they're saying, but pray anyway. Yeah, I've been here for a long time. I'm sick. I'm down. Pray anyway. For the God of glory is bigger than your circumstance. Pray anyway. I show you great and mighty things which you know not. Pray anyway. lost. Pray, 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 pray. Who you gonna pray to? Well, that's a good question. I woke up this morning and the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, Jezebel. I said, but God, that wasn't a message that you had me prepare for. He said, Jezebel. I said, Lord, talk to me. What, 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 what do you mean there? Jezebel, the prophets of Baal, and Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter 18, we, we see a group of people whom have been confined to calling on a God who couldn't do anything. Day after day, they would cry out to Baal. They would argue with the other people that were around, and they would argue that their God was real, and an argument broke out around them. What about the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And, and they just continued to argue back and forth, and Elijah said, well, you know, hey, but one way to settle this. Say, so you call out to your God, and then I'll call out to my God, and we'll find out who's the real God. See, God don't always reveal himself to the unbeliever when they are challenging him. Come on, somebody. Well, rebellion is his witchcraft. But God, God began to work through Elijah. See, Jezebel was on the on the back burner. See, she she was in behind the scene. I said, so well, God, I understand that, but Jezebel was there. God, what are you trying to say? Jezebel, Jezebel, God said, I want you to keep in mind it was Jezebel and that Jezebel spirit that didn't want me to move. Come on, somebody. It's 
quiet, but I'm going to preach anyway. Y'all. I said, God, talk to me, talk to me. It was at Jezebel. It was at Jezebel's spirit that held back revival. It was that Jezebel spirit that tried to condition people to worship the pulpit or the pastor or the musicians or the leaders of the it was that it was that Jezebel spirit that got people to worship amen the element of religion and not the God of everything. Come on, somebody. It was Baal that, 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 that was a, a false form of worship. He was no God. He couldn't do anything. But, but, but yet they were in the element of religion. And, and just because it looked good to them, they would try to preach it. Oh, they did it so long that they thought it was right. They worshiped Baal. So come on now, somebody. There were those that worshiped Baal that started out worshiping God. But they ended up worshiping Baal. And they worshiped him for so long that they even forgot. They got caught up in what they were doing. And they began to believe that Baal, he meant to God, was actually literally a God, a true and living God. But Elijah was about to prove the alternative. You say, well, preacher, what if God don't send fire down from heaven? You live it and you live it in faith and you let God reveal himself through your life. And one day, if they continue continue to reject the power of God, they'll stand before him and every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Quickly, James tells, tells us not only to call upon him, but he also says that we must have expectation. I want you to pray with expectation. I want you to petition God with expectation. I want us to come into this final week leading up to this revival with a heart of expectation every day. And I don't want you to say, well, God, I'm praying for just a good service. I'm praying we'll have a good presence of God where we can feel you. I want us to pray deeper than that. I want us to pray that God is going to break the chains off of those that are living in darkness by the power of his grace in such a way that you don't have to guess whether they got it or not. Then I want you I ask you to pray that God is going to heal the sickness off of people who will just have the faith to step out and believe that he will show us great and mighty things that we know not. I want us to pray that God, you say, well, preacher, I don't know. I just said, you know, uh, uh, maybe God's grace is just for us to get through it. You let, you let him determine that. But don't limit him just because you settle. Expectation. 
Some people are going to be coming to church for revivals and they're coming because they're, they're singing or they're preaching. I'm not talking about just at Stoneville. I'm talking about everywhere. I know. I've been there. I, I've had people come to church. They come to church because they're going to get to do something at the church. I want you to come because what you're going to get to do is lift up the name of Jesus. Shout it everywhere you go. Lift up the name of Jesus. Hey, hallelujah to God. I want us to be repent to come in expectation that we're not just going to have service as usual. We're going to have a Holy Ghost heaven sent. Amen to God. And if we don't have one, it ain't going to be because of Jezebel's spirit was running me. I'm going to stand up like Elijah did and declare there's only one Lord or one faith or one baptism. Amen. He is the Lord, the King of glory today. We need a move of God that will put the devil on the run. I gotta hurry, gotta hurry. So don't just come with expectation. Know that this, God says, Jeremiah 33, two words, two words that are important to us. God says, I will. I will. I will. How many knows there's a whole lot of will that God has for you? I will. God is working on our behalf. He's designing our paths, our future. Uh, he does not have plans for your failure today. Not a one man, woman, boy, girl in this place or watching me by social media today in this service. God is not designing your failure. The enemy is. He's planning on blessing you. God wants to bless you. He don't want you broken and destroyed of the enemy. Great and mighty things which you know not. God said, I will do. You don't have to know what it is. You just have to want it. How many want it? God, here. Yeah. I want it. I want it, Lord. I want it not just for me, but I want it for my family. I want it for my church. I want it for my community. I want it for, come on somebody, I want it for my nation. I want it for my county. I want it, I want it for my home. I want it. God do great and mighty things. Do it, God. Do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Somebody shout with me. Do it, God. Do it, do it, do it. Glory to God. Romans 8, 28 said, we know. Somebody shout, we know. I want to say we know that he will. That ain't what the word said. We already know that he will. But we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. We need confidence in God's ability. And the world don't want us to have it. But we need confidence in his ability. And we don't need to be confident in the world or in flesh. We need to be confident in this very thing. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 that he who had begun a good work in you hey, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Don't limit God in your life. 
Don't do it. Look at somebody said, don't do it. If you want him to do it, you got to don't do it. That ain't good English, but it certainly make you think. Don't do it. I was talking with someone yesterday by phone, and the Lord just kind of was speaking to my heart and through this conversation. And said, you know, preacher, people, people say they want to move of God. But they're sure not acting like they want one. Preacher, you're being judgmental. No, I'm preaching from my very heart. Jesus could come at the end of this service. And the devil is doing everything he can to get our minds out of kilter and off balance. There's a lot of people saved that's going to miss a move of God just simply because they didn't have faith. There's saved people going to heaven that, Listen, you don't work work your way to heaven. It's by faith. But why in the goodness would you want to just be satisfied and coast through it when you can have a move of God that will change the life of your children and your grandchildren and people in your community? We say, well, we got sinners set up for that. We've, we've got places where people can go and get delivered from drugs and dry out and all these things. Yeah, and they cost money, and if that money's not available, these folks don't get help. But thank God there's a Lord who is able. When are we going to have the kind of faith again? Amen and believe again. You know what I'm afraid we're going we're gonna to reach that place to where we're walking that kind of faith again? When we lose everything we got and we have no choice but to look to God in faith again. God help us not to let the blessings become hindrances to our faith. God wants us to trust him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength to seek him. Stand with me if you will. Anna Grace will come to the keyboard. I want to ask you this question. You said, preacher, I, I, I don't want to just beat us up today. No, no, no. Listen, I don't ever want you to take anything personal. I'm preaching what God gives me. If it offends I don't know you. God does. Unless you tell me something about you, I don't know you. I'm just preaching what God's given me. Listen to the voice of God. God didn't send me here to preach Sunday after Sunday just to make you feel good and to make you say, well, hey, man, he's just a powerful preacher. If it ain't changing your heart because you're not letting God change your heart, that's on you. Kind of like somebody told me, I'm sick and the doctor gave me an antibiotic, but I ain't taking it. Y'all know what I'm I ain't taking it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. We got to let God have his way in our life. Me, myself, and God has got to be your first your first connection your first 
order of ministry. You got to know him. Hey, God, you saved me. If you're saved, God, you saved me. But your word says you can do great and mighty, mighty, mighty. Somebody shout mighty. Mighty works through me. You know, we don't have to get wait to get to heaven to have a little heaven on earth. Amen. What do you mean, preacher? What do you what do you mean by that? Do you can you imagine how beautiful heaven must be? I don't know why it is God just keeps songs just stirring in me these last couple sermons. Sweet home of the happy and free, fair haven of rest for the weary. How beautiful heaven must be. We can have some heaven right here. How beautiful Sunday morning must be. There's a sweet home for the happy and free. Come on now. Glory to God. Fair haven of rest. You're talking about having, having a little heaven on earth. How can we have that? We can rejoice like we made it home. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We've already been saved. We're on our journey. We can have a little heaven on earth. What more can we have? We can have thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants to have his will done on earth and through you and through me. What is his will? Not just to save, but to let the glories of God move to perform great and mighty works. Jesus said this. Hallelujah. He said these works you see me do, you'll do these works and greater because I go to my Father which is in heaven. I feel the Holy the Holy Ghost. But let me tell you what will quench it. It's like Jesus when he went into his own homeland. The word said he could not perform many miracles there because of their unbelief. Let me tell you what a quench it. Unbelief. I'm so thankful that God put a clause within the promises of his word that said where two or three gather in my name asking anything in my name it'll be done of my father which is in heaven. I know that's all it takes. I just wish everybody would get on board because they can but I'm just glad today that two or three a man can get a hold of heaven and God can still send revival. Lord, help us. I want to ask you this morning, how many, how many, amen, would say, Lord, I call upon you, and I want you to show me great and mighty works within my life. Maybe today you're saying, God, I have failed, and there's nothing wrong with that. we we need to be honest with God. I've failed even myself many times. Failed God yesterday. Had to ask the Lord to help me. But Lord, I failed to allow you and your Holy Spirit to work in me great and mighty things in my journey to reveal your glory through my life. How many would say, preacher, I want God 
to reveal his glory in my life. Lift your hand where you're at. I want to pray as we close. Now, I don't know what that what that revealing may consist of or what that need may be, but even as you're watching by social media today, you want God to reveal his glory in your life. Maybe you need to be saved. Maybe you need to accept Christ as Savior. And he's been speaking to your heart today. If that's the case, then you need to repent of your sins and invite Jesus to forgive you and to come into your heart and accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. The only son of the living God, the only one who, who was buried, hung on the cross, buried, resurrected from the grave and ascended to the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. Accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. Contact us or come to this altar now if that's your if that's your desire. If you're watching by social media, contact us. Let us know if you need somebody to pray with you. Pray for you. Amen. You, you get a hold of us. Type in there. Amen. I need to talk to the pastor. I need to talk to a, a church leader, somebody who can pray with me. You let us know. We'll, we'll take time to do that. But then maybe there's some today that, that are, are, are just conditioned to believe only in the elements of hope that this world offers. But this morning you've realized that God can, can surely, by His glory, uh, reach past the limitations of, of, of human elements and the limitations of earthly realm to meet your need. Maybe you need a healing. Maybe COVID has come to your house and, and you need to be free. Maybe maybe the doctor's telling you, well, you, you may have to be on a ventilator here soon. I want to tell you, it didn't take but just a, a few prayers, amen, to God getting up and somebody got a prayer through and turned it around. I'm telling you, God can turn it around. In the name of Jesus, he can turn it around. Well, preacher I've got cancer I believe uh, uh, I've already been through this I, I, I've been through it before two or three times four or five times I just don't know that's what the devil wants you to do not know but God said I want to do some things within you that are great and mighty that you do not know of as well in other words God said I, I don't want you to just not know I want you to see the manifestation that's going to create the know in your life and just trust him today. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you saying today, preacher, I have been half-heartedly serving God. I've been on the fence. I've been looking on both sides and looking every which way. I've been caught up in the whirlwinds of this life. But today, I'm making a decision to call upon the Lord. Yeah, I've got some things in my life that I need God. I need his grace. I need his forgiveness. I need his hand. I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Whatever it is you may need right now. It's all possible. But it's not possible because of your church attendance. It's not possible because of your position. It's possible first and foremost because he is God. I read an article by David Jeremiah in my studies this past week, and one thing that really stuck out in my spirit, he said, I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. He said these words. He said, faith is not the most important element of your life. 
made me take a step back. I said, do what? Where'd he get that from? Then I began to think about it as I read on. I said, you know, let me let me read on. Let me read on because I know David Jeremiah. That, that's a man of God. I said, he, he's, he's, he's about to teach me something here. I guess it's something you really knew, but it sometimes you know things, but until you hear it, it don't really become real to you. And he said these words, faith is not your first objective. He said this, he said, your first objective is to know the object of your faith. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Everybody's got faith. Some put their faith in man. Some put their faith in worldly things. Some put their faith in things aside of God. But when you learn to put your faith in God and he becomes an object of your faith, that's when things change. Father, I ask you right now to take your word and let it have accomplished within your people today that which you have sent it forth to accomplish. As the rain comes down from heaven and waters the ground and the grass of the fields, the herbs, and it does not return void, so shall your word be. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish which you send it forth to accomplish. Somebody, Lord, and I hope more than one somebody, is going to have a life-changing experience because of a heaven-sent word to their very soul today. Somebody's going to be healed because their faith now is being put in you. You've become now the object of their faith. They're not just trusting in earthly things anymore. They're trusting in you. Father, I ask you right now to take me, your servant, Hide me behind the cross of Calvary. God, protect our church. Protect our leadership. Lord, protect our, 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 our people. Protect this body. Be glorified through this body. Be glorified not only in this church, but every church that names the name of Jesus across this country and across this globe. Father, I pray where division is that you'd bring, Father, unity. And, Lord, that you would become the object of all that we do and our faith would be appropriated in you alone. Lord, let us love one another more and more. Let your spirit, God, flow freely through us and in us, not only to meet our personal needs, but, Lord, to meet the needs of those around us. That's my prayer. That's our heart. It's all about you. Sin revival. We ask, Lord, that Adrian Franklin have an anointing beyond anointings. That as he prepares and he makes his journey this way, that we will have an unprecedented move of God that will change do a reset in our spirit and change everything in our going forward for your glory. And everybody said, Amen.